Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to another week and another episode of Hamo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Now, just like ourselves coming off the back of a big interview uh, last week, Liverpool come off the back of a big 4-0 win and we go straight into Derby week. Um, as, as, like, I know we overuse this phrase but it is definitely coming thick and fast now. It definitely feels like Christmas. You know that Christmas has started when you start playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Um, and that's what that's what we've seen this week. So, first of all, Amo, how did you feel that that game... Because we, we've literally just watched this game. We're recording this. Like, I've still got the, the pundits on in my screen, and we're, we're watching this. Literally, the game's just finished. What's your initial reaction to how that game went in comparison to how you thought it was going to go? Yeah, it's a hard one because I um, you know, me being me all over social media, um, I'm saying my nerves are gone. It's, it's going to be tight, and people going, "Why are you? Why, why are you nervous?" So it's ever awful and full of great, and uh, that's literally how the last couple of months have happened. But it's Derby Day. It's at Goodison Park, um, and you just never know what's going to happen. Um, my initial reaction is this: is that kind of what I expected to happen, and my heart happened. Uh, the best player on the planet turned up, did what he does. Mm. Um, and then some very, 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 very good players behind them do what they do week in, week out. Um, and yet it was a professional performance. And, and like you see, okay, Evan, they're missing players. Okay, Evan, all the quality of Liverpool. But you see actually how good a team Evan are for that spell in the first half where they put us under pressure. Um, and for us to win convincingly and win 4-1. Um, you know, we've had Evan and Man United this season and we've actually smoked them both. So, it's one of them where, like, this isn't going to happen, and for you know, in all our lifetimes, you know, Liverpool smoking United and Everton in, in, in a month, it, it's not going to happen. Mm. So you just got to enjoy it and embrace it, and you know, overall reactions. I'm just happy, Danny. That's you know, we, we got on the podcast, we looked at each other, and we just smiled, and it's like we know what Derby Day means to the people of Liverpool. We know um, what Derby Day means to us. It's uh, 
it's a different day. Those two days a year, or sometimes three, if there's a cup game, those days are just different in the, in your thought process, in your mind. And okay, we've moved over to the island of Ireland now, but um, we and you know, and any scouts who listen to this knows Derby Day is just a little bit different, isn't it? And uh, I'm glad we won. Yeah, I think one of the things that we find, especially being from Liverpool, and I suppose it gives a little bit of outlook for those who live over here on the island of Ireland and are maybe wondering about all this. One of the big things that you get is the fact that growing up in Liverpool, I don't know about you, I had I had one mate who supported Manchester United. Like I knew one guy that supported United and that was it. Generally, you don't know that many people who are United fans because you don't really... They generally don't mix. Um, I was talking to someone today actually and saying I was 21, 21 or 22 years old the first time I ever went into Manchester. Like, because because you just you just don't go there unless you really, really have to. And I only went there because I was learning how to ski and they've got the ski centre there. It's the only reason I ever went. Um, <laughs> so you don't really know that many people where Everton... It's, it's ingrained within your family. We've spoken about this so many times before. We've both got family members um, who, are, who are big Everton fans. So there's there's that family rivalry, there's the banter, there's all of that sort of stuff. Um, so it does mean a lot to people from the city. And I know for us it's changed a little bit now because we know a lot of Man United fans. Um, but there is there's something unique about it being that city rivalry. Um so yeah, so it was an interesting one, and and as you said, in previous years, I think we've always panicked, but this year, I think we've seen what we've done to United in in that game against them a couple of weeks back, uh, and I think Liverpool are learning just how to explode out and just get the job done, and um, we've seen a, a few amazing goals during that game, Henderson's goal quality both are sellers to be fair were both good and then that turn to finish it off with Jota's goal. What what's your, what's your pick out of the four? That's a difficult one you're hearing commentary. You know, what do you think? Who who you gonna pick? I don't know, they're all individually great goals, you know. Um, but what I will say, let me make a, a comment on Jordan Henson. Since we've had Tiago and Fabinho fit in the same team, obviously them two start, you know. Um it, it's a bit of a shame on Oxley Chamberlain, maybe Kaiser being injured or whatever. Anyway, it seems to me that you've got Tiago and you've got um Fabinho that start, and obviously Jordan Henson's captain. But you've noticed the last couple of months when the two started with Jordan Henson, he's a little bit further forward. Mm. And uh, I had someone text me, um, and I don't want to get too kind of too ahead of the game, but someone texted me saying that the performance he put in tonight was like Stevie G. And mm. uh, it'll, that's the, one of the biggest differences in Jordan Henderson's game with Stevie G's game that you always you know say is a difference would be goals. Yeah. And Jordan Henderson proved that over the last couple of weeks, you know, in the right place, he, he was, he's a neat finisher. That's a left footer going outside the box going in. So I think just because it's Henderson and it's not as common as you'd think, and it was his left foot. Um, you know, we've all hit we've all tried to do strikes like that on our on our on our like kind of right foot and all your left foot, but you know what I mean by saying that we've all tried to do strikes where you kind of guide the ball into the net. Mm. Uh, and it's hard enough with your you know the foot that you use, you know, regularly, but it's easy wrong foot in a major side derby. Um and bend it in like that against, you know, a top quarter keeper and little arms Jordan Pippen. It was a great finish. And I have to say, that would be my pick. Um, but I mean, am I am I overlooking the salad goals, Danny? Because we're just that used to seeing them. You know, if that was someone else, would we be saying like, wow, unbelievable goals? Because it's salad, we're just that used to it, aren't we? 
Yeah, it's a hard one because I think I think it's hard to underestimate unless you play football. And obviously, we've never played at that type of level. But I know even just playing Saturday League, like to make those runs that he did, to make 40, 50-yard runs and then still have the composure to put that ball away like that and turn your whole body, it's, it's far more difficult than you think it is. And that's why I suppose the pundits praise it so much because they know how hard it is in a big pressure moment like that when you've got defenders sort of nailing down on you to, to still open up your body, compose yourself and put that ball in uh, twice in a game is is good. Um, yeah, and I think we do. I think we do look past it because we sort of think you'd expect that from Salah. I don't know about you, both of those runs, Salah went in on goal and I was thinking to myself, he scored him. like, and that's it. There's no doubt in your mind and it's because of who it is not because of like it's an easy tapping because it's not, um. But I think for me, like for my my pick would probably be Jota's goal, just because I know Alan didn't exactly cover himself in glory in the way he defended it, but but that turn to just absolutely sell him before smashing it into the roof of the net for me, like that was my that was my pick of the evening. I think out of all of them, um. But obviously it puts us in two points still still two points within top. We're saying about Chelsea running away with the league and all this, but we're two points away from them. One loss for them, and it puts us right back in it. Um, but there's a lot to be said about that game, and I want to touch on the fact before we move on and start talking about like the games that are going to come up. I as obviously we love Liverpool, we but primarily we're football fans, and that's why we do this podcast. What did you make? of the fans leaving 20 minutes into the game? Because for me, that's, that's embarrassing. But what, what was your thought when you seen that start to happen? I don't know about I've never seen nothing. It's a people's club. They would never do that. <laughs> don't know about that. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, no. Um, would the people's club really leave after 20 minutes? Would that be something that everyone would do? Um, or are they sitting there thinking, right, okay, Agent Rafa is in the job. <laughs> sorry, Rafa Benitez. And, um, <laughs> you know, Liverpool are coming who's just I've just left a Facebook post and I just said I understand why Everton fans are biffing now because it, it, it's just the it was a picture people who are watching this match know it happens like a split second where you just see a man in his mid probably 40s or 50s standing at the top of the stairs with his elbow on the you know the platform <laughs> just looking disgusted with his team with about 10 minutes ago though everyone was leaving Um and yeah, I think that's a summarised being a fan of that. I don't mean to laugh, but I fully mean it as well. You know, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, Everton fans leave after 20 minutes. I don't know. Um, maybe they haven't got that, you know, the hope that Liverpool fans have. Because, you know, if Liverpool went 2-3-0 down in any game, we've had that many comebacks mm. you know, over the years that you just have that little bit of belief on your Anfield. But, you know, Everton just on the quality of Liverpool. The fans aren't as good as Liverpool. Um, the football team isn't... I don't know what to say except for... I can't really criticise them because at the end of the day, they're watching the team be embarrassed. And that first 20, 25 minutes was embarrassing for Everton. But as I say, the commentary said, and I completely agree with them, any team in the world was embarrassed by Liverpool. United would be 5-0. Everton have actually bettered Manchester United's result. Yeah. You know, if you go and use Mumbai, Everton used to be a theatre club before United. Uh, Everton used to be full of players that were like Man United rejects and they've actually bettered Manchester United's results when they put it like that can they really be that disappointed um, I don't know what to say it's embarrassing isn't it really And it's probably a poor reflection on the true Everton fans that stay there for the whole game but 
Um, still funny, you know. What I will say is, uh, people listen to this. There's going to be some pubs around Anfield after he bouncing now. Mm. Um, and there's going to be some pubs on County Road, absolutely dead. And uh, it's uh, you know, people from Liverpool understand what I'm saying there now. And the distance is probably a mile or two in between, and if that, and uh, it's just mad the difference in what you know, the, the pub owners in, in, in Anfield will be happy, the pub owners in County Road won't be. And it's just one of those things, isn't it? And yeah, I mean, delighted with the result. Just going back to your comment on Jota's goal, Danny, and mm. um, being a former player myself, I appreciate what Jota did there. Because he did, he, he, you know, he's right footed, so they expect him to go right footed. He's kind of done the skill with his right foot onto his left foot, back onto his right foot, and then shot with his left foot. And the amount of times you know, strikes go over the bar or scuffed, you know, it was a great finish. Um, so I appreciate Jota's goal, but you come to see him do stuff like that, you know, and I appreciate Salah's goals, but I just think because Henderson doesn't do it that often, that's why I'm picking his. But you know, if you were just picking out the goals without knowing who they were, um, Jota's is definitely up there, like for sure. Yeah, and I think yeah, no, I I can totally understand why you'd pick Henderson's. And as you said before, I think he's he's added that mentality to his game of getting those goals. As you said, with Thiago and Fabinho behind him, it gives him chance with it with his energy levels to be that box to box player, that that sort of old school Gerard Lampard type midfielder. Um, so it's it's good to see him adding that to his game because I do think he's got it in him. Um, and I think having a good run in that position, having the freedom has sort of given them the chance to be able to start getting those goals in there. But all around, it was just, it was a clinical performance and I think it all come down to chances, didn't it? I think we missed a couple in the first sort of five, six minutes and we thought to ourselves, it's going to be one of those nights. But then Liverpool just shone through. I think Everton fans should be, for me, watching that thing and watching the fans leave and all that, I think Everton fans should be a little bit embarrassed by that. For Liverpool fans, it's great because you've got the bragging rights to the fact that like there's nothing better, I think, for everyone listening, sort of younger viewers especially. Um, you you got that whole FIFA mentality that like there's nothing better than playing FIFA and making the other person quit because you're beating them so badly. This is like the real-life equivalent of that. If you can make fans who have paid money to be at that ground walk out 20 minutes into a game then that's that's quality and you love it but as as an Everton fan you've got to be a little bit embarrassed by that like especially when you think of their team they've, they've got Calvert-Lewin miss, missing at the minute uh, they've got Yeri Mina missing at the minute to Corre who is potentially probably the heart of their team has only just come back Um they're working with a team with a lot of injuries, with a lot of people, Gomez is out and all the rest of it. All these starters that you're missing coming up against arguably the best team in European football. So I think you've got to stick behind your team. You imagine last season, us deciding to not do a podcast or deciding to walk out of the ground because Liverpool were getting beat when with the amount of injuries that we had. Everton are, are having a similar season to what Liverpool had in terms of their injuries for key players. Like You've got to be rallying round your team but for me it seems like it's a it's a jab at Benitez as opposed to it being a, a jab at Everton Football Club No matter what money Everton fans pay to get in that stadium they got to see the, the best player in the world right now at the moment in Mo Salah <laughs> and if the football fans you know and, no but that, that's under, that, that's unargued anyone that watches football can anyone say right now in the last couple of months is he better player in the band than Mo Salah so tonight he played at a little a little garden shed called Goodison Park and Everton fans should have been pinching themselves as they got to see the best player in the world in their stadium at that time. I know it's it was a it was a fun one to watch. Yeah. I think we've just got to be honest with that, haven't we? It was a it was a fun one to watch. We enjoyed it. 
It was good to see them walking out. But it's one of those. And yeah, I think you can't argue with your points, especially with Mo Salah being best player in the world. I think you can't argue with that unless you're part of the Messi fan club, which is also called the Ballon d'Or, in which case they watch the seventh best footballer in the world. Uh, but we won't get down that route. <laughs> um, no. Now what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to come back because we need to be previewing the Wolves game that's coming up at the weekend uh, and also the Champions League as well uh, as these games keep coming. So uh, we'll be back in a minute. But thank you for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Welcome back to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Right now, guys, just before we start the second half of the podcast, just a couple of shout-outs. Um, the first one is to me, Nan. Um, happy 71st birthday. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> happy birthday, Nan. I couldn't get away without saying happy birthday. Uh, couldn't get away without mentioning um, a birthday wish to me, Nan, on her birthday. Um, but also to my dear friend and co-presenter, Danny, who will be 34 next week before we record our next pod. So um, I know you've treated yourself to a new phone. Um, so happy birthday, Danny. Um, and hopefully that um, the next couple of games go well and Liverpool can get the, the results to you, mate. <laughs> uh, and one last thing as well is obviously massive, huge thank you to Alan Kennedy last week. We've had so much great positive feedback mm. from, our, um, from our interview last week. What, what, what's really interesting about these types of interviews is that every guest has given us something different. Um, and he really was a genuine in between kind of recording. We had five or ten minutes in between, and um, he was a proper gentleman, wasn't he, Danny? And he, he just was more than happy to do it, which is just you know great to see ex professionals who've been there, wore the t shirt, done everything, could be sitting there, you know, in Spain, living the life of luxury, but no, he's on a, he's on a podcast source giving back. So, fair play to him, you have to say that, don't we, Danny? Uh, it was really good, and you know what, like. Obviously, you don't want to delve too much deep into it, but the, there's people, obviously, Ammo, like very much, I do the editing for this podcast, but Ammo's the guy who gets in touch with everyone. You sort out all these big guests, which is amazing. Um, but and I know you'll agree to the fact that we get in touch with some boys that have done very little in the world of football and want to charge you the world for coming on and doing a, a half an hour podcast. Alan Kennedy came on off his own back while he was in the middle of doing all sorts of stuff. Um, when we recorded that podcast, it was only a couple of hours later, he had to go and get get himself dressed and get himself sorted because he was going to be in the hospitality suites meeting and greeting people. And he came on off his own back, chatted away. He would have been on there for ages if he'd given the chance, chatting away about his football, his career, his life. And he was just he was just such a lovely, genuine guy. So like you, you've got to pinch yourself sometimes. Like the things that he's done in the world of football and we were able to just sit down and have a chat with him. Like it was just yeah, it kind of it kind of blows you away thinking about it, which was which was lovely and fair play to him for doing it. Yeah, well, between the three of us, there was two European Cups on there, so not not, not a bad um, <laughs> <laughs> not a bad one there, was it, Danny? You know, um, yeah, there you go. Right, let let let's, let's dive in. So um, at the weekend, we've got Wolves, um, who have had a good start to the season. Um, obviously, Nuno left last season. New managers coming. Um, we know what Wolves are all about. They've got some quality players. Jimenez up front. Um, Connor Cody, regularly been linked with a plus out of the back, their captain. He is literally is their captain, fantastic. And they're a solid, solid team. So um, I think, you know, again, we have these discussions over and over again, but Danny, 
how do you see us coping against Wolves? Do you think maybe that we've had a chance to bring, you know, Thiago off? We had a chance to bring um, Jota off and make a few subs in the Everton game will help us come the weekend. Um, how do you see it going? And do you think it could be another kind of West Ham type of game where we could slip up or do you see it being a comfortable victory or something else? Um, it's a hard one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put them in the same bracket as West Ham. And I think that's like it'd be interesting to see what other people think about that. But I wouldn't put them in the same bracket as West Ham. I don't think they're as rounded a team, but I think they're a good, solid team. You look at their stats; like they can, they've conceded what five, five goals, four, or five goals in the last six games. Um, so they're not conceding much. They've got a real solid back line. The new manager has really brought that sort of two bags of four playing out from the back, but being really, really solid and secure on the ball. Um, obviously they've got Triore flying down the pitch, um, but I just don't think they've got the goal scoring ability. And I think with Liverpool, with the way they're coming out of the blocks and firing at the minute, I think if we can get a goal or two against Wolves, they're, they're not going to come back. Like their last couple of games, that drew nil nil with Burnley, drew nil nil with Norwich. Like these are these are teams that really are a top seven team, which Wolves are sitting sixth at the minute. Um, they're the types of teams that the teams like Wolves should be blown away, and West Ham have been blown away this season. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think I think it will be tough. It'll be tough to break them down, but if we can play the way Liverpool's been playing this season and we get a goal, I think Wolves will struggle to to match us toe for toe for goals. But in saying that, Wolves, as I said, are sitting sixth at the minute. They've got. What four, four or five teams behind them? Brighton, Leicester, Spurs, and United. I think all sitting behind them that can potentially leapfrog them if they lose this game against Liverpool. So they've got a lot to play for, really, between being in a European place and being literally tenth mid table. So, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't totally sort of rule them out, but I, I think it should be a win for Liverpool, really. Yeah, I mean, it's that type of team. Anyway, they've got quality and you just hope that our quality outshines. And hopefully, like Everton, in a kind of way, we can get the match over and done with, with 60 minutes and rest some boys. And, and you know, with the fixtures literally going thick and fast, as you mm. keep saying. And it's so true because December is just mental, isn't it, for football? You know, from 1st of December, which we're sitting on now till um, come New Year's Eve, I don't even know my games we're playing, but I'd imagine we're playing probably about. 12 games, you know, and it literally doesn't stop. And uh, it's, it's you know, if you're going to win the league, it's teams like Wolves that you have to be. The year that we won the league a couple of years ago, um, we just weren't losing the games or dropping points against the teams that we should be beating. And Liverpool are better than Wolves. It's that simple, isn't it, mate? We should be beating them. Um, hopefully, one of the, the front three turns up. You know, Salah has just been... There's no really... There's no real words that we can describe him with that aren't can do him justice. He's just been unplayable. And if he turns up, um hopefully we win the game. But they've got clear threats. And uh, I think a shout out to Van Dyke this season. He's really slowly but surely got himself back into form. And Matip alongside him has made that place his own you know competition from Gomez and Phillips and Canate. So it's great to see Matip and Van Dyke become the strong partnership. And Matip's 30 years of age experience. So I think games like Wolves um, are the games that the defence may be tested and we just need them to make sure they're on, on the ball and concentrated and um, it's a game that if you don't concede you're probably going to win and it's that simple so um, I'm going to go for prediction um, of let's say my favourite scoreline 
3-0 Liverpool. What about you, Danny? I am gonna go see we're away. Um I'm gonna say I'm gonna go two nil. So okay. I, I think three nil is a is a good shout to be fair. Um and you know what, it wouldn't surprise me if it ends up like uh, like like tonight, like a four or five one. Um but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it cautious just because that's what I do on this podcast. Um and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go two nil because I think as organised as Wolves are, I just don't think they're gonna be able to match us and and as you said, we only really need one of the front three to turn up and get goals and we'll be flying. And at the minute, arguably Salah and Jota are on absolute fire at the minute. Mane's not far behind them, but he's just not he's just not quite at their level at the minute. But if we've got two of them fight like flying the way they have been, I I can't see anything but a big win for us really. Well that's it. I wouldn't even argue because no one can argue with them on fire the brilliant. And um, yeah, that's always a comfortable victory. But now midweek after that, we've got um, AC Milan away. Um, we we kind of had different views, didn't we? Uh, in the the last game coming to Porto, with, mm. what what team would you think got play? And we're in the same kind of situation here, aren't we? Because again, we could actually make history, and we could be the first English team in the Champions League to get full and maximum points. Um, but at the same time, you've got to rest some boys. So it's one of them where I argue that it would be a stronger team than we thought. Um, young Tyler Morton coming in the midfield, like Williams getting a game. Um, Tim Scott left back on the game, but he didn't change a goalkeeper. Um, he started Gomez and Canate, and he uh, sorry Matthew from Canate, and, and he kind of he didn't make as many changes as we thought against Porto. But would have been away in Milan. Will he literally say to the likes of maybe you know will he say to the likes of Hendo? Milner, maybe boys like that. You stay home, boys. Don't don't bother. Or will they go? Nah, you know we, we want to play away in the San Siro against AC Milan and the likes of Zlatan Hamovic and you know Giroud and stuff. So mm. it's a difficult one, isn't it? How? What can we say in the next five minutes or so that can predict predict them unpredictable? Like it's we don't know what teams going to go there. What we do know. It's for the integrity of the competition, AC Milan are fighting for their lives and they need a result. Mm. So if we play if we play anywhere near our best, it, it favours us because you know we've got so much pace. Um but how, how first of all, forget the result, how do you see the teams lining up? Or it, it's impossible to predict it, isn't it? It really is like it is, it really is. And I suppose I've got three things to say on it before we even go into it. Is firstly Obviously, it's going to be on my birthday, so thank you very much for mentioning that and for making me feel old, saying it in the same breath as your nan. Uh, that was always nice of you. Um, <laughs> secondly, um, big shout-out, obviously, when it comes to the Champions League, big shout-out to Diego Simeone. It was all over the press saying, oh, Klopp needs to be playing the strongest team because he's trying to throw the Champions League for the rest of us and then couldn't even beat Milan in his game. So, like, stuff you, Diego Simeone. Um <laughs> And thirdly, as you said, it's hard to predict what's going to happen. And th- also, just to throw it out there from what you said then, I don't think the sentence has ever come out of any top performer's mouth. I really want to play in this game because I want to play against Olivia Giroud. I don't think that's something that anybody decent at football <laughs> should ever say. Um, <laughs> so so it's, 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 it is what it is, I think. And he's a World Cup winner. Let's, let's be honest. He's a he's a World Cup winner like Anderson is a Champions League winner. Um <laughs> it's all in the same sentence. Um 
But for me, my stance, my stance hasn't changed. If I was Jurgen Klopp, I would be. This would be my opportunity to be playing all the younger lads, and and that's what I would be doing. Anyone who's eligible to play in the Champions League that hasn't been playing recently, I know like so Gomez is injured and stuff like that. But I think he had the right idea in the last game of yes, playing some professionals because I think you should be playing some first team players still. Um, but I'd be throwing as many young lads on there as I could. And because, as we said, the games are just so quick at the minute. We're going to be playing so many games we've seen now in New Year. You want to be able to keep your players firing and firing well. So keep that consistency there. Keep changing your team. Keep rotating your squad. Keep everybody happy. Because um, it's the best time to do it. These are basically, like, wh- how on earth are we in a position at a football club where we're looking at a Champions League group stage game going, who cares? Because we've already smashed it. Like it's it's absolutely mental. But this is the perfect chance for me for Klopp to to play young lads on a big stage. <clears throat> yeah, sorry, uh, give them some experience, uh, but also a game where if they lose, it's not the end of the world, and it's not going to dent the confidence. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying, and I agree to your party. But I mean, there's still history to be made, and that's what local football clubs all about. Plus, the rules and the simulations of the Champions League, you know, squads and how they how you have to put them in in advance and you're allowed to say them amongst the youngsters. And, mm. you know, I don't know them to the, to the actual updated, you know, rule. But what I do know is that, you know, there's going to be very few players that I can actually start that haven't really got plenty of experience anyway. So, um, yeah, I would I, I, I would love to see Matt Phillips get a game. I would love to see Matt Phillips against Latin Ibernovic just to see the memes afterwards. I would just love to see it, you know. Um, and I haven't really got a, a lot of football this season. So, um yeah, I, I, what I'll do, Danny, is I'll save us the um, the embarrassment of trying to predict this game because it, it, it's just an unpredictable game. And um, what what would be lovely to see is that on your thirty is it eighth birthday, thirty fourth, shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, on your thirty fourth birthday, um, Liverpool makes some Champions League history. Now that would be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be a good way to toast it, Danny. It would, it would. Like, don't get me wrong, any Liverpool wins a good Liverpool win. Um, but you know what? I'm going to say this, and it's going to be controversial. We've already topped the group. Like, if we win and make history, I'm buzzing with that. If by some chance we lose and it seals the the nail in Diego Simeone's coffin, I'm also happy with that as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Danny, Danny Roberts is calling out Diego Simeone on the... <laughs> I'm sure he's listening to me anyway. <laughs> we need to get tagging him. Tell us this if anyone's listening you know, from Spain or it's got a, a connection that you know could get this today, please, 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 please get into it. It's a long shot, but stranger things have happened. Um, but yeah, no, what I will say, Danny, is it's, it's been a, a great week um, interviewing Alan Kennedy, um, a derby victory, um, and we've got a, a big week coming. Um, up with the Wolves game and the uh, Milan game. Me and Danny have also um, been getting involved in some, let's say, different projects um, around the corner. So watch your space for this one. Um, and yeah, it's exciting times and hopefully it's, it's a good end to the year as a Liverpool fan. Because um, by, by all by all me- memories, the beginning of the, se- of the year wasn't a great one. Um, we want to forget all about it, but yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been a pleasure to chat to you, thanks, Danny. Um, Liverpool have just smoked Everton four one, and uh, yeah, so a shout out to all those Liverpool fans, you know, bouncing in the, the pubs and clubs and Liverpool now. 
Um, and a shout out to all those barmaids and barmen in County Road are looking for something to do to look for. He's probably looking for something. <laughs> so in the meantime, <laughs> thank you for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.